So this is a short review of the book, This is Marketing by Seth Godin. And if you take anything away from this book, it's really simple. It's one phrase. He boiled it down to seven specific words in truth, Seth Godin fashion. He says, people like us do things like this. People like us do things like this. So rather than just list out all the takeaways from the book, I think what would be a little bit more interesting and engaging is sharing my favorite story from the book and then highlighting why that seemingly terrible idea by leveraging that I am that phrase, people like us do things like this, ended up, you know, you'll see where it ended up, I guess. But um, I'm actually going to contrast it with a, another seemingly bad idea that was something that I came up with and a friend and I worked with um, together. And I think it's a little bit more relatable just because everybody loves listening to the Shark Tank um, ideas and pitches, but this phrase and comparing the two ideas i think can give you a little bit more context to seeing or being able to predict which ones will work and which ones won't so if you stick around to the end the phrase is not only going to be uh, kind of defined but it'll give you the two steps that seth godin uses from his keynotes and con um, consulting to actually put into practice for your business so the story that i i resonated with and, and thought was most interesting is about these two programmers so the two programmers, they meet back in about 2005, sometime between 2005 and 2008. And like true programmer fashion, they met online. Um, and they met hilariously because Joel was looking to, he was a programmer, he was looking to solve some questions he was running into, you know, some coding questions. And Jeff actually had this blog called Coding Horror. And after finding the solutions and some of the, you know, other content that he had on there joel came to them and they came together and they're like you know what i know a lot of other people are looking for answers why don't we create a website where people can post their questions and other people can come on and answer them and it'll be completely open um, the main problem that they ran into and why almost everybody thought that they were insane is there is actually another company another competitor out there at the time called expert exchange Expert Exchange had the exact same idea. They'd been around for 10 years. They had over 3 million people um, using the site, and they were actually charging $300 for their paid users to be able to look at, and, and that was the thing, is they only had paid users. So it was more of an enterprise-type model. Not all 3 million were paying, but to be able to use it, you had to pay $300. So their idea was it was going to be free, and they were going to make all their money from job postings. Still, at this time, people were like, you know what, that is insane. You're not going to be able to do it. You've got to charge up front. you got to collect all the value up front. And this is never going to work. So similarly, bad idea and trying to you know, find or fit a uh, solution to a need. Um, a friend and I were working at a golf course at the time. So this is back, again, similar time frame actually, around 2007, 2008, I think. And... We were working in the pro shop and it had been a couple of rainy days in a row. And what was happening is the owner was coming in and he was the GM, so or the guy, my friend, was the GM. And he was catching a lot of flack for a lack in revenue, basically. We we're gonna miss revenue targets, but it was raining, right? It was raining through some of our most busy, typically busy weekends of the whole year. So he wasn't happy and we were trying to come up with ideas of, of basically how we could prove that like there was nothing I mean, really nothing you could do in this scenario. Your um, expectations need to be adjusted. 
So that would that was really the the basis of the entire idea is coming up with a software program that would take into account the local weather and the days that you expected to make the most revenue and adjust your forecasts. So I think here is where Seth would have looked at the two ideas and been like, you know what? This is obvious, obvious which one's going to work and which one isn't because, and you guys can use this to, to point out on Shark Tank or Dragon's Den probably which ones will work, is because not only did Jeff and Joel have a group of people that were, you know, potentially interested in using their program, their, their group or audience actually had this really poignant pain. Something that I haven't told you guys yet or I haven't told you about the story is that the expert exchange company was using these shady tactics to actually get a lot of people to their site. What they were doing is allowing Google to index all their content. So the results of the questions or the answers to the questions would show up in Google. But then when you click through them, they'd all be blocked out unless you started paying. So there was a ton of people going online, leaving these terrible reviews, all potential customers, right? Because they all had a you know bad taste in their mouth from this other company, from the catfish example. Um, and they wanted a better solution. But in our case, we didn't really have that audience of people who really wanted a solution, didn't have like that painful problem that was worth a lot to them. So, you know, fast forward from 2008 when they launched this website to 2019 today, it's actually one of the top 50 most visited websites in on the entire internet. I don't know if you guys have heard of it before. It's called Stack Overflow primarily used in if you're a programmer you would have heard of it but still nonetheless obviously you know actually in five years just to give you an idea of their growth within five years they had a hundred million questions answered on their website so they they took off and and one of the reasons seth would have pointed to is that people like us do things like this right that they had the community they're programmers people like us join together and we help each other out right in terms of our solution needless to say it went nowhere but you know, the thing that Seth would have pointed to there is you don't find customers for your products, you find products for your customers. If you don't have the audience already and you're trying to just create this magical thing that you think is going to be the best in the world, but you haven't talked to anybody, you haven't got it like any friction or feedback from the market, you're not in a great spot to be able to, you know, get real mass adoption. So before I drop the two steps to implementing or taking people like us do things like this and putting it to work for your business. I want to give you just a little bit more context to why why people like us do things like this is true. So in theory, marketing is really just about identity, right? And that's that's the other thing that Seth like really harps on in this book is, you know, the reason why this is effective is because People take action based on a version of themselves that they aspire to or see themselves as currently. So if you're playing to this group who has a specific set of worldviews and you're able to put them through or make that transformation, because marketing is really about change, right? Getting people to go from where they are now to this future version of themselves that they see. It's, it's that identity transformation. And it's interesting because... That transformation, he says, is actually what shapes culture. You know, marketing shapes culture. And I didn't really believe that until after I read the book, I was listening to this other podcast and the guest was from Iran and they were talking about culture 
as well. And the example he gave was, in Iran, the language there, Farsi, there's some languages, or not languages, there's some sayings and, and words that don't translate to English. And one that he gave the example of is, is Taraf. And I'm probably butchering that pronunciation, but basically what that means is in their culture, it's polite to be able to turn down or to turn down an off uh, an offering of seconds for example if you're over for, at somebody's meal or a place for a meal you turn down seconds you do it again and then on the third or fourth time you say oh, okay okay and that's just how you have to accept any generosity or any favors so you know those people live on the same planet as we do so the the emphasis isn't is just that there isn't one culture there isn't the culture if you have great marketing you're actually shifting the beliefs of one subset of people and you're transforming them you're getting them to take action and transforming them into this new version of themselves so that transformation is how how you know culture is really shaped so uh without i guess further ado here i'm just going to jump into the two things that you can do if you're not thinking about this already people like us do things like this i think it's a great takeaway it was actually going to be the title for the book a little fun fact there but um the first thing is just be more specific about the tribe that you're trying to help, right? You need to really understand their worldview, really understand what makes them unique and what is very, very specific about that tribe. Trying to market to everybody is just a failing formula. So if you have a great idea of the tribe, usually for consultants, it's where you used to be, right? It's, it's the transformation that you already made. It's the, your previous self. So... And the step number two, if you've identified that tribe, is how can you help them make their desired transformation? This goes back to you know fitting um, the customers or your audience with products and services, not doing it the other way around, not not building a product and then searching for an audience for it, right? So if you can do that and you can tell remarkable stories about those transformations, you're going to be ahead of 95, 99% of the marketers out there. Last thing I'll leave you with, is another quote from the book work that matters for people who care is the shortest most direct route to making a difference so it sounds a little woo woo but i think it's it's amazing quote work that matters for people who care is the shortest most direct route to making a difference anyway hope you can take the idea of people like us do things like this and help your audience make those transformations have a good day cheers